0: Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. Outcomes for patients with cancer are continuously improving, but the increasingly complex healthcare system, new payment and delivery models that place more risk on practices, and the rising cost of therapies has made it difficult for independent oncology practices to thrive and survive. However, independent practices present an important part of cancer care, delivering care to patients who are not near large hospital-based systems at lower costs. This is Laura Jost, Associate Editorial Director of the American Journal of Managed Care. And at the Association of Community Cancer Centers 45th Annual Meeting and Cancer Center Business Summit held in March in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. Sabel Blau, President and CEO of Quality Cancer Care Alliance, which brings together independent practices and helps them succeed by providing them with the best business models, practice efficiencies, and financial advantages. So can you talk to me a little bit about QCCA
1: and how it brings together practices uh, and what the benefit is for members they get as that? Quality Cancer Care Alliance and QCC was established in September of
2: 2015 as a loose affiliation. It's a IPA model, LLC model. Uh, over time, as the practices got together uh, to uh, try to collaborate in certain uh, uh, aspects of our practices to improve our uh, patient care, to bring value to the patients directly by both improving our systems and also our bottom line so that we can remain independent. We have uh, come to a conclusion that it needs to go to the next stage for us to be truly be independent and, and achieve what we want to achieve uh, in the near future when the value-based care is going to take over the whole healthcare care system. And it has to be that way. I truly believe that value-based care approach is the only approach in our healthcare care uh, system with, uh, with all these uh, financial problems that the uh, country is uh, encountering. So the Quality Cancer Care Alliance became a network in July 2018. Uh, This is a clinically integrated network. Practices are still completely independent in their own uh, regions and on on houses. However, uh, we we, uh, uh, share the data and uh, just enough clinically integrated to improve our quality and approach uh, the value-based care together. In order to really uh, create a data uh, structure that will make us uh, share the data, report and collect the data, make sense of that data, data analytics, we need an infrastructure, we need technology, we need lots of money. And and realization of that brought us together again, this time to create a management service organization that will be announced uh, soon uh, with with an official name. Uh, This uh, organization is going to really focus on uh, data tools uh, to begin with because uh, one of the requirements to be a member of the clinical integrated network is to uh, agree on sharing the data and, and work with the data to prove that we uh, comply with those requirements that the value-based care organization requires. So, um, members are committed to, to do this, everybody unanimously voted on working on the data together. Uh, now we're looking at and working with uh, s- several vendors uh, to develop strategic partnerships uh, that will bring us that uh, monetary value as well as
1: the tools that we need. So they were in the process of doing all that. And so I know the QCCA members, I mean, they're all across the country. You even have one in Hawaii. So what's the benefit of having practices that are all across the country in different regions and seeing probably different types of populations all sharing data?
2: Well, first of all, uh, it, is, it has become very clear that the data is the uh, only solution to understand uh, both how we practice medicine, oncology, with this in this very high, uh, expensive, Uh, Models that we have currently and also to be able to do clinical uh, research uh, and uh, and learn from outcomes uh, of the patients uh, and to uh, Participate in the precision medicine era Uh, The data though I'm when I talk about data I'm not talking about particularly just clinical research, which is one of the uh, arms that we have at our our network I'm talking about uh, bringing the data to understand why we are cheaper than the hospital systems in our regions despite the fact that we're very diverse as you say uh, practices from uh, all over the country and that we share something something that is really wanting us to to work together which is the desire to remain independent and provide the care to our patients in their communities and bring the health care research and all the valuable uh, information and the care to them at their homes, hometowns. So uh, sharing that data um, uh, and learning from the experiences from each other and uh, using each other's tools to develop that concrete uh, organization not only takes time. but a lot of effort, but at the end of the day, we truly believe that this is an alternative to remain truly independent. Uh, So you can achieve the same by uh, consolidating with a hospital system with a network like U.S. Oncology, One Oncology, or Aon, but you have to be employed by someone else at the end of the day. This is the only way we can uh, do this uh, ourselves, but still need an organizational skill and technology to be able to do this, uh, but remain independent at the same time.
1: QCCA is also involved with clinical trials. You've just mentioned the research. Um, So how is QCCA bringing clinical trials into the community and revamping trial designs? Uh, We have a research network that was created, but uh, we see that uh, all practices
2: that are participants of the research network, which is almost all practices of QCCA, are good clinical research practices. We all have our uh, uh, robust uh, programs uh, within uh, our own uh, uh, practices. However, uh, there is no uniformity or there is no... um, Uh, standardization uh, on that and there are probably so many things that we could do more efficiently anything from regulatory to feasibility to choosing the clinical trials. But beyond that, there is a new age. Uh, Like I said, there is all this data that's out there which uh, if we um, uh, create a next generation clinical research network, uh, not only we would bring lots of trials, but we can also participate in the pragmatic uh, trials that are going to be the future of uh, research. And uh, we... uh, can improve our efficiencies and um, uh, provide more uh, clinical trials to our patients. Our goal is to be able to present a patient that comes to our doors um, a clinical trial, more than one possibly. whether or not they participate, or we can accrue them, is another question. But being able to provide uh, the clinical trial to the patient and, and give the options in participating in something uh, that's unique to them uh, and is is extremely important. Of course, this is this is the key, key for everyone from academia to community oncology. But this brings us to be more organized and also make some innovative
1: uh, take some innovative approach to clinical research network. And so talking a little bit about value-based care and the movement there, um, how are QCCA members involved with new payment and delivery models? Some practices are participating in OCM, but not all of them, I assume? Many, though. Many practices are either uh, OCM
2: participants or uh, they have the infrastructure or willingness to do medical home. Some of the practices did not join OCM because of their regional differences, but they actually do participate in other alternative payment models with their uh, payers in their communities. So everybody at QCCA network is involved or is willing to be involved with the alternative
1: payment model. OCM is just one of them. Um, and so, as practices participate in these various models, are, how are best practices being shared with one another, or practices in one model, maybe like if some are in OCM, sharing things that they're learning in these practices with the practices that are in a different model? Well, first of all, um, uh, uh, like you said earlier, there are differences in
2: uh, uh, in regions on both uh, Uh, working with the payers uh, and and also hospital systems. Uh, So, there's never going to be one system that's going to be uh, 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 applicable to all QCC practices all at once. However, over the, over time, we have uh, learned from each other uh, on uh, reducing emergency uh, room uh, admissions, hospitalizations, readmissions, uh, by participating in pilot projects. Uh, many practices uh, have done this um, in, in groups. And learning from those experiences brought us closer to choose the tools that we're going to put our, uh, in our own infrastructure to bring our value-based care organization together. Uh, and also we learned uh, sh- by sharing the best practices from each other. Nobody by uh, uh, itself is is, uh, superior to the other. But together, we learn from those superior points of each other uh, to be able to uh, participate in these models. Well, we're nimble. We're easy to make decisions. We can take uh, fast actions. And and we have uh, uh, had uh, our um, uh, alternative payment model projects in our regions. some of them was brought uh, to, to the whole group uh, to be able to participate. So uh, it, it, is, it is really a learning process, but our goal as a clinically integrated network is to get one big payer contract for everyone, even though they could have their differences in their regions. I think that's going to be uh, one of our uh, next uh, step approaches.
1: How are the practices handling especially when they're in these value-based payment models, the rising cost of novel therapies that they want to use for patients but are very, very expensive? Well, uh, we, again, are using some pilot projects to
2: be able to do a couple things. Risk stratification for emergency room So that's one uh, tool that we have used and learned and, and actually really benefited from. And two is other uh, projects to tell us what... Uh, uh, di- uh, different uh, regimens, uh, different novel therapies um, uh, could be used uh, to lower the cost. And and we some of the practices I've done this very successfully by uh, using the alternate uh, drugs uh, that are cheaper and uh, but similar but uh, similar efficacy to um, uh, treat patients uh, and. We're just now sharing that uh, information throughout the country uh, with the QCCA practices to be able to start some uh, projects. So these are all our data projects uh, within QCCA uh, network, and we're working on a couple of those. uh, uh, And and then at the end of the day, we are going to publish these results and show the value of a clinically integrated network that is truly independent, uh, where... uh, The practices do care about the cost to show that we can negotiate better uh, contracts because that's our livelihood. We have to remain uh, uh, in this field, uh, be extremely conscious about what we're doing, the cost of the medicine. And we, we truly believe in this. I mean, this is not something that... So when, when we say about value based care, it's not just something that we have to do, like the OCM is an experiment for us, it's a, we're learning tons of information from that, it's not something uh, we are doing to comply with something, it's something we're doing because we truly believe that this is the future of medicine,
1: we have to be very cost-minded uh, 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 going forward. And so speaking of the future of medicine, you guys are working with an AI platform. Can you tell me a little bit about that platform? How is it being actually used in practices and maybe already improving care? Uh, We have uh,
2: looked at our data in several practices on what areas we do better in controlling the cost, total cost, and what other areas we're deficient with. one of, our, one of our deficiencies comes with the end-of-life and uh, palliative care uh, uh, field. And uh, by using this technology, we have improved in a very, very short time. I'm talking about six-month uh, period uh, that improved our end-of-life uh, care models. So we have uh, addressed several uh, things from uh, depression uh, to uh, Uh, Hospice utilization and have uh, improved our antidepressant use uh, hospice uh, (coughs) referrals palliative care uh, medicine referrals and that was uh, pretty significant in in the pilot practices that have uh, done this. We also showed emergency room admission uh, uh, Utilization and and hospitalization uh, uh, as well and doing this one of our biggest issues has been risk stratification which patients are at risk for uh, 30-day mortality or um, hospitalization or emergency room admission so identifying those patients by using a technology that's not uh, possible to do manually just uh, has been just mind-blowing it, it was really uh, a great experience so we have used uh, that information to imp- to uh, uh, implement systems in our practices. Uh, In my practice, for example, we just uh, decided to create a position called walk-in, or we call it ACCAPP, Acute Care Clinic APP. Uh, So that uh, came out of this uh, information that uh, patients are walking in with being sick or calling, uh, calling, causing a lot of disruption in the clinic and chaos in the infusion center and uh, among the physicians. So we took it all out and put this uh, position in place and have already started seeing significant improvement in patient care, satisfaction, and also uh,
1: emergency room admissions. Great, Uh, so those were all the questions I had. So thank you so much for joining me and I hope you enjoy the rest of the meeting. Thank you very much for this opportunity.
0: To read articles related to the topics in this podcast, see the show notes. To get in touch with us, you can email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.